Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. As ever, this show is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. Bag yourself 20% discount off all your products and free shipping by entering the code FBP20 at the checkout. So Tom, uh, back for another week. How are you doing this week? Yeah, great mate. Can't complain. Uh, Still working from home, so got lots of time on my hands to uh, dabble in the fixtures throughout the week. So... Every cloud has a silver <laughs> lining, I suppose. What about yourself? Exactly the same. Well, I'm on a week off this week. Lovely stuff. And uh, yep. back for another show this week of the pod. Lots lots of opportunity early doors that I had a look when I was doing my research earlier. So fingers crossed that we can uh, find some nuggets of value in there. Absolutely. So just to reiterate what we do on this show for any potential new listeners, we go through each league, Prem, Champ, League One, League Two, picking out our betting highlights. And then we'll run through a uh, bomb-proof treble at the end, which is kind of mine and Tom's combined minds, tips, thoughts put together in a treble. And uh, hopefully that'll that'll win some money for everybody. Yeah, um, So let's start with the Friday night Premier League game then, shall we? Wolves against Crystal Palace. 10 to 11 for Wolves, 12 to 5 for the draw. 16 to 5 for, for Palace. Uh, how do you take this one, mate? Do you fancy Wolves to get a, another win, or uh, would you be kind of erred on the side of caution? On the side of caution, I think. Uh, I definitely do think Wolves will get the win, but there, there's two things I just want to discuss. First of all, I watched the Palace Fulham game live. Palace was so dangerous. Wilf, Wilfred Zaha put in the kind of performance that you know makes him worth 50 million or whatever people are quoting him um, to be worth. And he was absolutely irresistible. It was against Fulham though. And I think most players are going to have a good time against Fulham this season. So not sure how much you can read into that. I would probably sit back and, uh, and enjoy the game just from a neutral standpoint, especially after Wolves uh, draw with Newcastle. Last time out. Yeah, I was thinking, is that saying uh, more about how bad Fulham are compared to, you know, how good this Palace attack could be? Um, very blunt against Brighton and Chelsea in their games before that Fulham game. So, yeah, it seems to be very up and down, don't they? Mm-hmm. Very much so. But OK, yeah, no bet, sometimes the best bet. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. Let's move to Saturday where, where we've got three games. First one being Sheffield United against Man City, eight to one for the Blades, uh, five to one for the draw, and three to ten for Manchester City. So just a bit over one to three. Uh, City in thirteenth in the league as it stands. Sheffield United in nineteenth. I would expect, and I'm sure you think the same, that Man City will win this game. Um, Sheffield United on a very poor start to the season. The fixture list is getting tougher and tougher. But three to ten for Man City for me, it's too short to back, but I fully expect them to win. Yeah, no, obviously Marseille on a European powerhouse, but again, another game I watched whilst I was working from home was the uh, was the Marseille Man City game, and that was City's best performance of the season. So they're coming off the back of an absolutely purring display, and they'll win mm. this one incredibly comfortably. Yeah. Okay, 
Burnley Chelsea then is the three o'clock kickoff. Burnley subject to a two hundred million pound takeover bid. That's the benefit of recording this late on a Thursday night. You get to see this kind of news <laughs> and add it into the pod. So um, they need that, and apparently significant investment will be uh, put into the squad. Sean Dash will be backed, so they th- they certainly need some backing in the January window. But uh, nine to two to beat Chelsea this weekend, fifteen to four for the draw. Chelsea one to two to get the win. For me, Chelsea one to two. Uh, no losses in the last five games compared to Burnley's. No wins in the last five games. And one of the things I guess you could have thrown at Chelsea at the start of the season, and we did throw at them, is that their defence was pretty shaky. Attacking-wise, attacking they looked very good, but they could be got at the back. Individual mistakes happening left, right, centre. But they've had three consecutive clean sheets now. Uh, two in the Europa League. Sorry, two in the Champions League. One against Manu in the Prem. It seems like um, with Mendy coming in in goal, he seems to have given a bit more confidence to that back line. Uh, and I expect Chelsea to not hammer Burnley, but uh, get a comfortable victory here. Yeah, I'd like to add uh, something in. I've got a three to one tip. Oh, yeah. Chelsea to win an under 2.5 goals. Uh, Tom, you just took the piece that I was talking about. Chelsea much improved defensively since the arrival of Mendy. And four of the last six games Burnley have been involved in have been under 2.5 goals. So th- thoroughly expect almost a carbon copy of the uh, Burnley-Tottenham game from the weekend. You know, the favourite to win 1-0, perhaps 2-0. Uh, but don't see mm-hmm. Burnley scoring and don't see uh, Burnley conceding a complete boatload. So yeah, 3-1 to one tip there for myself. Cool. Right, the final game on Saturday then, it's Liverpool against West Ham United. Liverpool can be found at 4-11, to the draw 17-4, to West Ham to 13-2. to But most importantly, both teams to score can be found at 4-7. to What do you think to that? Yeah, like it. West Ham surprising us, aren't they, really? <laughs> it, I mean, they're only in 12th, but me and you, Tom, I mean, I had them down for relegation at the start of the season. I know... People are probably laughing at me now, um, but at the time, that's how I felt and that's how I felt in pre-season. But happy to admit that they've surprised me a great deal. Liverpool to win and both teams to score is what I've got wrote down here, Tom. It's 7-5. to yeah. five. I thought you might. Obviously, Liverpool with their problems at centre-back. Very well documented. Yeah, probably uh, Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, Williams. Yeah, and then is Fabinho fit or is he... No, it's uh, Williams and Gomez. And uh, Gomez. Well, yeah. Gomez and whoever clock picks, but we expect that will probably be Williams. Yeah, and uh, then obviously so... we've spoke about the fact that Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold haven't had a great kind of three, four months, have they really? No, no, no they've, they uh, haven't. They've certainly dropped off a little bit. Uh, I think it's, I think it's only, it's only fair. I think they play at such a high tempo and. There's so much ass from them at both ends. I think there's bound to be a dip, um, but you know that doesn't make them bad players. It just means that there's more opportunity for uh, Mikel Antonio, Jared Bowen. You know, not sure if uh, Ben Rama's in the fold yet, but plenty of uh, attacking force for West Ham. Yeah, and uh, West Ham to score two goals or more, it's twelve to five, so a bit over two to one. Couldn't. That could turn out to be a pretty decent price, um, considering that 
in their last four Premier League games, they've beaten Wolves 4 0, Leicester 3 0, put three past Spurs in a 3 0 draw, and uh, one past City in a 1 0 draw. So, you know, still thinking Liverpool might. I think this is going to be a game that's, that could be high scoring, kind of Liverpool just playing a we'll outscore you kind of mentality. Yeah, 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 complete, completely agree. Should be a good one. Yeah, definitely should be a good one. Um, so let's move to Sunday then. We kicked off on Sunday with Aston Villa against Southampton. Aston Villa priced at 13 to 10, the draw 13 to 5, and Southampton at 15 to 8. Aston Villa currently sit third, four wins, one loss from their five games. Southampton sits seventh, three wins, one draw, two losses from their six games. This one's going to be tight. I don't know what do you think to this? Because yeah. yeah, on paper for me, this could probably go either way. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you've got possibly the most unpredictable team in the Premier League in Southampton. Uh, I never ever know what's going to happen with them. Um, they've got capabilities to beat anyone in the league, and I honestly truly think that on their day. And they've got capabilities to lose against absolutely anybody. Uh, they're more than capable of throwing in a stinker. So I think it'll be a good game, though. It'll be a good watch, just mm. not for profit chasing. Yeah. Um, if you were interested, guys, head to head, historically, Southampton have much the better of the fixture. Um, they've not lost in eight consecutive games against Aston Villa. Interesting. Yeah, it'll mm. be a good one. Yeah, it certainly, certainly will. <laughs> Newcastle against Everton then is a two o'clock game on Sunday, fourteen to five for Newcastle, thirteen to five the draw, and nineteen to twenty for Everton. Who suffered their first league defeat last weekend against Southampton? Uh, for me, I reckon Everton can get back to winning ways, nineteen to twenty. It's it's certainly not the most confident tip of the weekend. But if I had to choose between these sides, it would be Everton. Okay. I get it. I get it. I'm I'm not quite ready to get back on the Everton bandwagon. Uh, I think, personally, probably the best thing to do is to let this one ride and not put anything on it, see what happens. And if Everton, you know, put their uh, put their defeat behind them, I'm happy to jump back on that kind of bandwagon and, and, and keep picking them. But there's something about Newcastle. I think they're much improved and I'm not 100% um, on Everton. My 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 advice is to uh, sit this one out. Yeah, another one to sit out. Quite a tough weekend, isn't it? There's a few that you We're can sit get, out here. The EFL is good. Uh, stick with it, profit chasers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Man United Arsenal then, probably the biggest game of the day on Sunday. 21 to 20 for Man U, 13 to 5 for the draw, 12 to 5 for Arsenal. Uh, despite two consecutive losses, Tom, are you still high on Mikel Arteta and his Arsenal side? Or, you know, considering Manchester United's recent upturn in form, do you reckon uh, this could be a tricky game for them? Yeah, well, I mean, if you asked me this before the uh, Leipzig game, I would, I would have been pretty concerned about United. I've spoken spoken before about their home form. Uh, United's home form has, has been really patchy. 
uh, but they actually haven't lost to Arsenal in their last six encounters at home. Now, I do think that a lot has changed in those kind of three, six seasons, whatever it is. Um, you know, I think under Wenger and under Arteta, they're, they're two just completely different styles. And obviously, personnel has changed a lot. I'm going to stick the knife in to my friend Mikel. I'm going to say that they're going to get beat. Um, I just, when they're on song, I just, I cannot resist the kind of Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, uh, like trio. I just, it's honestly one of my favorite attacking trios in the league. And if they're on song like they were against Leipzig, I think it would be too much for Arsenal. Uh, 21 to 20, I'd go for United. Probably agree with you and take it a little bit further. Maybe go for Manchester United to win and both teams score, which is 11-4. to four. The reason I do that is mainly based on stats between the two sides historically. It's actually been 14 games since um, Manchester United last kept a clean sheet against Arsenal, which is surprising. Yeah, it is. But um, they're the stats, you know, 2014 was the last time Manu kept a clean sheet in a game against Arsenal. So that's quite a run. Um, so although I agree, I don't think Arsenal will win this game, I do think they will probably get on the score sheet. And that's also factoring in that before the Chelsea game, Manu had only kept one clean sheet at home um, since they played Bournemouth in July. So, yeah, for me, probably... Manu to win both teams to score. Definitely, I think, both teams to score. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be an entertaining game. Completely agree. Uh, so, Tottenham-Brighton is the last one on Sunday then. 8-13 to 13 for Spurs, 3-1 to 1 for the draw, and 9-2 to 2 for Brighton. Uh, came a little bit unstuck. It'd been weak against Antwerp. The Spurs losing 1-0. Do you reckon they can bounce back at home against Brighton? Yeah, I do. Um, I just think that the Kane-Son partnership is probably the best in the league right now. And Brighton, despite having a positive start, and they haven't won in their last five, it's it's not concerning. Uh, I'll go kind of even money in a bet with anyone that says that they'll go down. I, I really, really don't think they will. But it is starting to get a little bit concerning and Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is, is not where you want to go, is it? No, no, it's not. Spurs have been generally scoring uh, goals for fun in recent weeks, last couple of games aside. Uh, Son, to score any time, considering the rich vein of form he's on, 11-8, to 8, something worth considering? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, if the season stopped now, he'd win the PFA Player of the Year. He's been that good. So, yeah, always happy to uh, jump on a Sonny bet for sure. You've got Carlos Vinicius, if I've pronounced that name right here. I think you have, yeah. Yeah, he's priced at even. So, he's a worse price anytime scorer than Son, just because he's a striker, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this this guy yeah. probably won't even get on the pitch. Yeah, no, he um, won't. And Son's in a probably one of the best veins of form of his career. And uh, yeah, you get a better price for him to, to score any time than a bloke who's going to sit on the bench. Yeah, so bizarre, but yeah. that's the way the bookies work. Yeah, but we'll take the price. Um, anyway, let's move on to Monday's game. 
or games, should I say. So big, big game at the bottom of the league. It's Fulham against West Bromwich Albion. 29-20 to 20 for Fulham to get a much-needed win. 23-10 to 10 for the draw. And 19-10 to 10 for the Baggies. Wow. Both teams need a win. Both teams still haven't got a win um, in their first seasons back in the Premier League. Fulham sat bomb with one point. West Brom sat 17th with three. I'm going to predict something that might happen here. West Brom win. Scott Parker gets sacked. Yep, can see that. I'm I'm all over West Brom. I'm all yeah. over them. Yeah, uh, watched them against uh, Brighton. I was really impressed with their fight. Carlin Grant got his first goal. Um, they previously drew at home to Burnley 0-0. I know that's not a great result, but it shows that they've got kind of a resolute side and they've got something to build off. Uh, Fulham, they went into a massive game against Palace and if it wasn't for Tom Kearney's 30-yarder smashing the top bin, they would never have scored. Um, they they made Palace look like Barcelona, honestly. So for me, I'm going for West Brom and I think, Tom, I didn't think about this before, but I think, yeah, if Parker loses this, he's, he's probably gone. I think you'd need an absolute magician to keep them in the yeah. league. Uh, so I don't know who on earth they're thinking of bringing in. Um, but yeah, 19 to 10 for me. West Brom, I think that's a good price. Rolling Big Sam. Big Sam. No I'd love a, to see Big Sam back. No one took a punt on Big Sam last season. And I kind of missed that. Yeah. What's he doing? Yeah. Probably sat out in Dubai. Just chilling. Yeah. On a yacht. Just smoking a massive, massive pack Bird. of cigarettes. Yeah. Birds all around him. Yeah. Having the time of his life. Yeah. I'd go West Brom. <laughs> 19 to 10. Um, Sam Allardyce, pack your bags. You're moving to West London. <laughs> <laughs> right, finally then. Leeds against Leicester uh, finishes off the Premier League. Leeds 13 to 8 to get the win. The draw 5 to 2. Leicester 8 to 5. Uh, both teams have very impressive starts to the season. Leicester currently in fourth, four wins from six games. Leeds in sixth. Taking like a duck to water back in the Premier League. Three wins from their opening six games. Um, Call it if you dare. Well, last time I went against Leeds, uh, predicted them to lose against Aston Villa. Uh, I got absolutely pelted by Leeds fans on Twitter. So, don't know if it's worth my safety to uh, go against them again. The only thing I'll say is this is going to be an interesting game and it will be a really good one for the neutral. I, I am kind of leaning towards Leicester. Did you know that they've won their uh, last five games away from home? So they're, they're coming into this on amazing form on the road. That includes victories over AK Athens, Arsenal, Man City, West Brom, Birmingham in the Carabao Cup. Uh, they they've been absolutely fantastic on the road, and you know I I think although you know I'm probably going to get pelters again. I do like this Leeds team, and they're a breath of fresh air, and they've got really good players, etc. But I think Leicester might be might be a little bit too good for them, especially if Vardy's fit. So that wraps up uh, all our Premier League tips. Let's go to the ad. I just want to ask you a quick question, Tom. Oh, what's that, mate? Has your missus had any complaints about your nether region since we've uh, been sponsored by Manscaped? 
<laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> any, uh, um, any feedback from the lady since we have uh, been using Manscaped's products, who obviously sponsor the pod? Uh, nothing, no, nothing negative. <laughs> <laughs> nothing negative. So, that will do. <laughs> so Manscaped must be doing its job. <laughs> and you know, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about their new product, the Weed Whacker, right? That's, I'm talking about the nose and uh, ear trimmer, of course. <laughs> yeah, so awesome bit of kit. It's essentially why it's a it's a nose and ear hair trimmer. So my nostrils are fresh, <laughs> my ears are fresh. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a really good. Nice looking, smart, tidy, clean, uh, clean bit of kit. Well worth investing in. Yep. So remember, just head to the checkout um, at manscaped.com and use the code FBP20 for 20% off and free shipping. (laughs) All right, champ. Yes, champ. Right, get us kicked off. You've promised goods. Deliver the goods. Yeah, no, I think there's some good opportunity in the champ. I'm going to start off with, I mean, I can't ignore Reading. How can you ignore Reading? Well, they're, uh... they're playing against the Coventry side on Friday night away from home. Coventry haven't won in their last six games. Uh, Reading have a top of the league. They've played a 1-7, drew one, uh, lost zero, obviously. And wow. Uh, Velko Palnovich, you know, I'd never heard of this bloke, but he's come in with a team that no one really fancied, and it is pretty early, uh, but right now they're probably the informed team in uh, in the whole of England, no? They, they are, yeah. Um, I think there's a correction coming, I will say that. But, there is, um... but will it come against, because we're talking, we're talking short term right now, Tom. Is it coming yeah. against Coventry on Friday? Probably not. Probably, probably and not. F- and no. five to four. Yeah, probably not. I think it because Reading is such an unfancied team generally, um, and the manner I think in which they're getting their wins, you can get them at fantastic odds. Like in midweek when they're away to Blackburn, one four two, three to one to get the win. Um, wow. So you can get this team which is unbeaten, as you say, one seven out of eight. Uh, fantastic cause and again I think we can take advantage of that this season because this sorry this weekend because yeah I don't see uh this correction coming this weekend but my my negative against Reading is that they've scored a ridiculous percentage of their shots on goal. Yes. I think yeah. it's like thirty it's about thirty percent of their shots on target have resulted in goal. This game against Blackburn um, last weekend, they had four shots on target. They scored four goals. Yeah. So it's been very, very, very clinical. And surely there's only, uh, you know, that you can't continue that throughout four games. Completely. They are top of the league for points, which is what Reading will point out. They are bottom of the league when it comes to expected goals. Wow. Absolutely insane. So, yeah. Summer is going to change, but I don't think it'll be Friday. So, Reading, 5-4, to four, ride that wave. Saturday, I'd like to take a look at Norwich, away at Bristol City. This is fourth against against fifth in the Championship. Norwich are priced at 6-5. to five. 
and after a sluggish start I find that they're slowly starting to click into gear now um, no losses in their last four games three wins in that run I think you could say the opposite against about Bristol City as well uh, they started very very well and now they themselves have got no wins in their last four games and no sheet in their last five so for me you've got two sides that are kind of on opposing um, runs of form right now and I'm back in Norwich with the squad that they've got which is really good Wendy is just coming back in fold played really well last in his last game in midweek you know the fitter he gets the better it's going to be for Norwich Cantwell as well playing well now he's back in the fold after he didn't get a move uh, Max Ahrens you know these they've got some really good players in this Norwich squad and I think there's going to go from strength to strength now and I think six to five against this out of form Bristol City can take advantage of that yeah I'm with you uh, let's go to the Potteries Stoke home to Rotherham obviously you know little bit of little bit of caution with Stoke they're not firing on all cylinders by any stretch of the imagination. But they're, they're sat in 10th and they're nicely positioned for a, for a bit of a playoff run. Uh, Rotherham are coming off the back of a 3-0 win over Sheffield Wednesday, which was much needed. Um, I, I do think this will be a little bit too much for them. Uh, we've seen in away games this season with Rotherham that they have tended to struggle a little bit uh, for dominance for territory, for possession, for chances, etc. And so I do think it will be the same here. I don't expect Stoke to win 3-4-0, uh, but I think 3-4, uh, you should get a home win on that one. Yeah, I can definitely see that one as well. Um, another one for me is in the game between Bournemouth and Derby. A couple of things here. I reckon Bournemouth will probably win the game, for one. They've started really, really well, second in the league, um, unbeaten, only the second unbeaten record in the league aside from Reading. Played eight, won four, drawn four. Um, three to five to beat Derby, who are struggling in 21st. I also think there will be under 2.5 goals in the game. The price for that is four to five. Looking at Bournemouth, um, in all of their eight games they've played so far this season, Six have been under 2.5, including the last four in a row. Derby have had five consecutive games under 2.5 goals. Um, so, yeah, I think neither of these sides are scoring many or conceding many. So, for me, under 2.5 is, is one bet. Bournemouth to win probably is a separate bet. If you want to combine them, Bournemouth to win under 2.5, go for it. Got a cracking stat that you're going to absolutely love that is Go going to back that up. Go Derby on. haven't scored a goal from open play for six games. Right, yeah, definitely. They've scored definitely three in that, that time. Up. All three kicks. One from Rooney, two from Whitehorn. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, that cements that. <laughs> um, absolutely. Let, yeah, let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday. So up until the last couple of games, I was, I was pretty happy with Sheffield Wednesday and, and how everything's going. They're on minus four. I expect them to, to stay up. They've got a massive game uh, away at Wickham. Wickham have started to show signs of life. Uh, they got a draw 
at home to Watford, which when you consider, you know, Wickham newly promoted, possibly with a, you know, lower League One side and, and Watford with 30 million Ismail Asar playing it's a monumental result. So fair play to Wickham. And they have shown a couple of signs. They have scored in their last, uh, sorry, they've scored in three of the last four now. So cause for optimism there. But I think Sheffield Wednesday will actually go there and get the win. I've uh, been really impressed with them, as I said. I think this will be a set piece off. So <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday, Che Dunkley, Aidan Flint. I mean, their centre-halves are just absolutely terrifying. And Wickham, obviously, Joe Jacobson is possibly their most creative player from set pieces. So I think this will be honestly settled on on corners and free kicks. It's going to be a little bit of a dog's dinner. Uh, I'm also yep. going to tip Sheffield Wednesday to win and both teams to score, which is 3-1. to one. Uh, If you want Sheffield Wednesday on the nose, they're 10-11. to 11. I think if you go blue and blue and white, you'll get a win. Mm. I'll be less confident in Sheffield Wednesday on the nose, but yeah, I think I was impressed with Wickham. Their draw against Watford. Yeah, amazing result. Like I said, when you if that was an FA Cup tie, yeah, you know that would be people would be going on about it for for a little while. It was a it was a yeah. great result. Fair play. I think them. I think it's it's probably that happening which makes me. Uh, shy away from going for Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is still a team that hasn't won in eight games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, quite a lot to go through in the champ, isn't there this week? Um, yeah, I like I'm it. looking at, I'm looking at Middlesbrough against Forest, and I'm going to avoid the result completely here because, to be honest, I can't confidently tip it either way. But I do like the look of the first team to score market. It's not one we really do very often whatsoever but I'm looking at Middlesbrough to be the first team to score priced at five to six reason being and you'll know this well um, Forest have conceded the first goal in seven of the eight games they've played so far this season it seems to be a recurring theme um, especially in the last kind of three games in particular since Hewitt took over concede first play really well after that. Um, sluggish start. Once we go behind, then we really go through the gears and pick up and start to play well. Um, it's a habit they've got to shake, but will it come this weekend? I'm not so sure. I'm going to go with the trend. Um, yeah, so Middlesbrough to get the first goal and then Forrest to kick into gear and perhaps get something out of this game. Yes. Uh, Summer else again, Tom. I'm just kind of putting the cherry on top of all of your bets today. Um, that, that one game where Forrest took the lead was in the 93rd minute away at Blackburn. So it's yeah. not like they you know, went out, got a 10, 20, 30th minute goal and then built from there. They just snatched it late. So yeah, yeah uh, further evidence there. And again, under 2.5 goals, I think, is fair to say for these two. Uh, 8 to 30, Middlesbrough, Forrest, Warnock, Hewton, it's not going to... I mean, if fans were allowed in the stadium, it wouldn't sell many tickets based off entertainment. <laughs> so 8 to 13 is uh, a bit of a pig's ear, um, but yeah. I think it will happen. Anything else you'd like to cover in no, the champ? No, I'd like to move on to uh, the third tier, please. All right, go for it. Yeah, so I'm going to start off 
with Ipswich Town. So me and Tom were were pretty. Uh, I'd say we pretty much nailed it, Tom. I, I we I don't often toot our horn, but we said that Ipswich when we looked at the fixture list that they'd get off to a tearing start. Then they had a couple more challenging games around this time, and they would get beat a couple of times. And to be honest with you, we nailed it. Um, they have lost two of the last three, but they're coming off the back of a really important 1-0 win over Gillingham. They're playing against Crewe at home. The Crewe are actually one of my favourite teams in League One. I just I love everything about what they do. But I do think that they'll come unstuck here. You can get Ipswich on the nose at evens, or if you want to extend it a little bit and you know try to turn water into wine, you can go for Ipswich to win and both teams to score. It's seven to two. Crew a very very dangerous going forward. Their their wide players and their fullbacks especially cause a lot of trouble. Um, but defensively as a unit, I think they're a little bit of a soft touch, and uh, yeah. Ipswich is going to be a a big challenge for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd like to take a look at Hull City. They play away at Swindon and they're priced at 11 to 10 to get the win. I feel like I tip Hull every single week, but, you know, for good reason. Currently in second in the league, seven wins out of their nine games. Um, For Swindon, who kind of came into this league with a bit of a bounce, won a couple of games, they've now lost four consecutive league games five consecutive games if you throw in the EFL trophy loss to leave for Exeter as well. So yeah, they're kind of coming a bit unstuck now and perhaps being found out a little bit at this level. So Hull for me, considering their good run of form, the fact they've won three out of their four away games this season, uh, being against Northampton, Rochdale and Bristol Rovers. So their team, you should expect to be around in the level in this division. You know, they're, proven well and truly that they can beat the beat that kind of caliber of side yeah. um yeah for me all to get the win 12 games without a clean sheet overall for swindon that's counting all competitions uh swindon first team to concede in four of the last five games they've lost four of the last five first halves uh whole tends to be also the first team to score in their games being the first team to score in five out of their last seven games so I feel like all the stats, all the form kind of back up a whole victory at 11 to 10. Yep, agreed, agreed. Let's move on to another kind of, um, let's move on, sorry, to another promotion hopeful. This one's a little more straightforward as well. Uh, Peterborough to beat Shrewsbury. Uh, Peterborough priced at 13 to 20. And for good reason, to be honest, Sam Ricketts is struggling with Shrewsbury. Uh, they've lost their last three games after what was a relatively promising start. They have bought in some very eye-catching short-term deals. I'm not sure if they're related or not, but uh, Charlie Daniels and Mark Pugh, obviously kind of stalwarts of the uh, Eddie Howe Bournemouth era. They, they've come in on short-term deals till January, I believe, which looks really good on paper. Uh, not mm-hmm. sure how it's going to transpire, but this isn't a game to judge them on. Uh, Peterborough, despite only drawing against Burton in their last uh, outing. Before that, they'd won five in a row. Uh, They haven't lost any of their last six, and this would be a bridge too far for 
the OAPs of Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to add one more to this bet. Uh, Johnson Clark Harris, 13 to 10 to score any time. Um, you know, he was their guy to replace Ivan Tony, who went to Brentford. He's scored five goals in his last seven games. So, you know, he's hit the ground running at Peterborough. They've got this knack of replacing good strikers with, you know, another good striker. And it seems like Clark Harris is going to be right up there in the scoring charts this season. So for him to continue that rich vein of form, 13 to 10 doesn't look a bad price. Yeah, some of the best kind of lower level uh, recruitment, I'd say, in the EFL. Uh, they've been brilliant at it for years. You can probably go back to the golden era of, you know, Boyd, Mikhail Smith, or all those guys. Mm. So Aaron McLean. Yeah, Aaron McLean. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of era. So they've been doing it for the best part of a decade now. So fair play to them. Jumbo, we saw Aaron McLean at Cheltenham Festival. Yeah, I do, yeah. And we saw Tyrone Mings, but he was yeah. skinny and young. And now he's an absolute <laughs> unit England international. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got absolutely walloped that weekend as well. I won one bet. What on the, uh, yeah, clearly horses isn't you think. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> no, it's not at all. I think the horse was about one to five as well. I just needed, <laughs> I just needed that winning feeling. Um, moving on to Sunderland. Sunderland. I, I always feel like if Sunderland lose, it's a complete meltdown crisis. I, I don't know if I'm alone, Tom. I don't know if you think that as well. What, in terms of what happens on social media or yeah, in terms of like the game? The, is it The fans, down? I think pundits, I think just everyone just overreacts. Yeah, That's, suppression expectation, isn't it? I know, but they've lost one in eight games. I don't know. I just feel like everyone kind of is losing their mind a little bit. Sunderland's yeah. last two results, they lost at home to Portsmouth 3-1. Obviously, those two have got a bit of a League One rivalry going back to, you know, Johnson's paint trophy final, etc. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, what is it now? The Papa John's trophy now. Do we have to refer... If you refer to it in the past, you keep the old sponsorship, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's not the Papa John's Cup just yet. Okay. So... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, obviously not a great result. And then they drew away to Rochdale. Not a great result, but they are still unbeaten on the road. And they are playing against a Gillingham side that have lost four in a row and five of their last six under Steve Evans, who will probably have one eye on the uh, Papa John's Cup next season. Uh, Sunderland <laughs> priced at seven to ten. I mean, it is tight, but... I think Sunderland will go out and get the uh, get the job done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, one more from me: Fleetwood against Oxford. Going for Fleetwood. Their price at eleven to eight. Um, we predicted Oxford will be bang up there this season. I still don't know what's quite going wrong. So, any Oxford fans that listen to the show, please get in touch and let us know because twenty third in the league this Oxford side. And I'm purely going for Fleetwood on stats. Well, slightly on form. Obviously, Oxford are on really poor form. But the stats in this particular matchup are, like, incredible for me. 18 consecutive games, Oxford have uh, failed to keep a clean sheet, which is terrible in itself. Against Fleetwood, 
11 consecutive games without a clean sheet for Oxford. And in turn, Fleetwood haven't lost against Oxford in 11 consecutive games. Fleetwood have been the first team to score in the last 10 consecutive games against Oxford. So for me, all these, all the form, all the stats, again, stack up for uh, another Fleetwood victory. If you do fancy Fleetwood to be the first team to score for an 11th consecutive game as well, you can get the price at 4-5. I tell you what, that is some absolute expert research. We do our research, Profit Chasers, so you don't have to. Uh, I don't have any more tips um, for the league, but I always, always like to wish AFC Wimbledon the best of luck whenever they play MK Dons. Uh, that derby is this weekend at Stadium MK. MK the favourites at evens. Draw 12 to 5. And the Dons 11 to 4. Uh, no idea which way it will go, but up the Dons. Yep, absolutely. Right, League 2 then. Let's round off our uh, EFL tips. Anything you want to sink your teeth into straight off the bat? Actually, before we sink our teeth into anything, let's announce well, not we're not announcing the news, but you know, uh, talk about the news that the worst manager in the AFL has finally been sacked. Graham Coughlin has been sacked with Mansfield Town literally a week after we spoke on the podcast about how shit he is and could they not afford to pay him off or something because he was running that club to the National League. Yeah, he was, honestly. And we have no idea how this guy even got his job to start off with because he was riding an absolute wave um, at Bristol Rovers. I think everyone in the EFL knew it. Um, We need a new worst EFL manager. Uh, Previously, (laughs) (laughs) previously it was Dino um, Marmria, but I would never say that to him. Hench Dino. Yeah, because his biceps are absolutely gigantic. (laughs) I'd never say that to his face. I'm too much of a bitch. But it was him as Graham Coughlin and how we're on the lookout for the EFL's worst manager. Um, perhaps could be found, Tom, in the Paul Scholes derby of Salford Oldham uh, this week. Harry Kuehl? No, no, Paul Scholes. Oh, not Harry Kuehl? Okay. No, Harry Kuehl, he's all right. But yeah, um, really good news for Mansfield. Need to put that behind them. This club has been investing for season after season, trying to get into League One. Uh, They were doing all the right things, unfortunately, until that appointment. Whoever comes in is going to pick a team up that's 22nd in League Two and staring at the trap door. So uh, lots of work to do. On to the tips. Let's start off with uh, possibly the worst team. Well, not officially right now the worst team in English, uh, in the English Football League, Southend United. It looked as though they may have turned a corner a couple of games ago when they got a draw. But no, they're still 12 without uh, victory. (laughs) They've played seven games in a row at home without winning. They've lost the last four. They've lost... Five of the last six. I mean, I don't even know if I need to read out the opposition, uh, which is Port Vale. Um, it doesn't help Southend's cause at Port Vale, a seventh. 
and have been pretty handy on the road, winning three of five this season. Port Vale are priced at eight to eleven. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You can't uh, can't look beyond Port Vale in that particular game. You know what? I think speaking generally, it's quite slim pickings in League Two for me mm-hmm. this weekend. I do have one thing that I want to throw out there. It's Newport County to beat Harrogate Town. 29 to 20 is the price for Newport. And no disrespect to Harrogate here because they have come up for the National League and done fantastically well. They're in eighth in the league. However, Newport, probably unexpectedly to quite a lot of people, sit top of the tree, four wins on the spin, uh, seven wins from their nine games played so far. So, you know, for me, Barring on all cylinders, this Newport side. And I just think Harrogate will come up against the side at this level who are just a bit too good for them. Um, and it's a great price for Newport, 29 to 20. Yep, agreed. Tom, do you like going with trends? I love them. <laughs> love it. Well, Barrow have played five games at home this season. They have lost none. And they have won none. They have drawn all five. So anybody for I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> anyone for a home draw in their game against Bradford? Anybody? It's twenty three to ten. <laughs> will it will it make it six from six? I think it's a great they've got a great opportunity. <laughs> it's a great opponent to uh get another draw against yeah I was having a look at Bradford that they're a little bit all over the place um in 15th played eight drew three lost three won two away from home played three won one drew one lost one they're just they're all over the place so honestly could very well happen 23 to 10 Barrow six draws from six games at home to start the season just to potentially take this a step further, um, I think draw is definitely the best outcome to bet on here. But perhaps both teams to score and draw, which is 72. Um, and I add that extra layer because 17 games without a clean sheet for Barrow, nine consecutive games without a clean sheet for Bradford. So two teams that seem to be pretty shit defending. Um, so, you know, score draw. Yep. Uh, final thing I, I want to talk about it's not even the tip um, I don't know how financially well off Carlisle are do you, do you think they would fly to Exeter or would they take the bus long old way it? I think you'd take a coach it's a bloody long way um, both teams in almost identical form um, going head to head at St James's Park in Exeter um, no idea what to tip, to be honest with you. But I just I love these little things. I love looking into, you know, little marginal gains that teams can get on each other. And you know, if this is Newcastle Southampton, Newcastle take a private jet down, obviously. Mm. But uh, Carlisle, not sure that's in the budget. So something to keep yeah. an eye on. Yeah, another. Another one of these first teams to score um, stats seems to be rolling a lot of these out this weekend. Exeter, again, very similar to Fleetwood Oxford. Exeter has scored the first goal between these two sides in the last 10 consecutive games. So I think that's quite a run. See? 
Maybe it's the travel. Yeah, maybe it is the travel, but obviously, you know, that, that kind of goes with the way, doesn't it? That's not just... Sure. That's not just at St. James's Park, this is at Carlisle as well, so... Yeah, and this maybe isn't... Yeah, and this isn't Sunday League. They they don't drive up on the morning of the game. I'm quite aware that they go up on the Friday, etc. But yeah. just something to think about. Yeah. Anyway, Exeter, first team to score. 11th consecutive game in a row. 8-11. to 11. And uh, that wraps up any tips that I have, Tom, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. So let's look at uh, Bomproof Travels. So now we move on to the Bomproof Treble section of the show. This is brought to you by Manscapes, the best in below the men's waist grooming. Uh, 20% off and free shipping at the checkout, FBP20, if you want to check out a couple of their products. Uh, We are making a change to this part of the show. Uh, We've been doing some market research um, recently. So we had a look back at the last couple of seasons how our tips have performed, and we had a look at uh, some market research on Twitter. We ran a poll to say, who, basically, who did you find the most um, trustworthy and who did you listen to the most and copy the tips? And me and Tom were pretty neck and neck in terms of individual, and the overwhelming winner was the joint treble. And then when we look back, that's, that's where we've got most of our profit as well. So For now on, at least, what we're going to do is we're going to do a joint treble for you every single week. And then we're going to bring you kind of a special special treble uh, where we're going to chuck something in there that might be a little bit different. It might be a booking treble where we think there's going to be loads of cards in a game. It might be, you know, a team to win both halves treble or something like that. So we've got two bets for you again this week. Slightly different. We'll start off with the uh, special uh, treble, Tom. You've you've come up with something for the profit chasers that you'd like to uh, that you'd like to share with them. Yeah. So uh, exciting changes, I think, for the show. But as we've spoken a lot about this first team to score market this week, I think it's only right we do a first team to score treble. You know, combining all the stats that we've looked at, throw them into a treble. Hopefully. Um, it could even be one if it does go to trends. This could be one that comes in within 30, 40 minutes, which would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so we're going to do this first team to score treble. It's going to be, I'll read it out for you now, Middlesbrough to score first in their game against Forest. Remember, Forest have conceded first in nine of their last 10 games in all competitions. Five to six for Borough to get the first goal. Then in League One, Fleetwood score the first goal against Oxford. They've done so in the last 10 consecutive games. Four to five is a price for Fleetwood to score the first goal again. And finally, Exeter to score the first goal in their game against Carlisle, another team who has scored, in the, scored first in the last 10 consecutive games. Eight to 11 is the price for them to score the first goal. And a £10 example stake on that treble pays £57 back. Boom. Love it. Some amazing research has gone into that, Tom. Fair play to you, mate. Uh, I'm not going to take any credit. That was, uh, <laughs> that was 100% your work. So fair play to you. Um, yeah. Thank you. Good luck to anyone that, 
that gets on uh, gets on that this weekend. Let's talk yeah. about the traditional treble, Tom, where we're just going to kind of pick our three uh, traditional bets um, for the weekend. We're going to go for Peterborough United in their home game against Shrewsbury. Peterborough are priced at 13 to 20. And we're going to go for Hull to beat Swindon away, priced at 11 to 10. And we're going to go for Port Vale on the road at Southend United, priced at 8 to 11. A £10 example stake returns 63. It does. Uh, great price, great return. Yes. So good luck, guys, if you. Um, if you do get on those bets this weekend, let us know. Send us in your bet slips. We always love seeing the winning bets, etc. Uh, time for fantasy football, Tom. Yep, fantasy football then. Let's look at this. This part of the show is sponsored by our friends at Get Shirty. You can get your own mystery shirt box if you go to getshirty.co.uk. And if you enter FBPod at the checkout, you can help support the podcast. Shall we run down the top 10 really quickly? Yeah, please do. All right, is it my turn this week? Right, okay. So, a much-changed top 10. It stands like this from 10th to 1st. Ronan Harrington, Paul Fraser, Owen Fagan, Jamie Parker, Matlock Cooper, Ronan Gormley, Richard Edwards, David Doherty, Ross Lang, and drumroll... Connell Glyn Martin is currently leading the way with Levy La Vida Loca. Great, great team name. How did you do, Tom? Yeah. Same old story, I think, for me. Um, I had decent players in, but I picked the wrong captain again. I did all right. I did average um, 48 points, which was bang on the average score. But like, I had Kane and uh, Son in my team again, and I just picked the wrong captain all the time. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, I am. I had green. I had a green arrow, which is always nice. Up to a hundred hundred and fortieth. Uh, Dizzy heights. <laughs> well, I got more points than you, Tom. So I, I clawed some some uh, clawed you back a little bit. I got fifty nine points. So <laughs> I. Who did you have as captain? I had Kane, but I should have picked Son. I know. I had Kane too. I was Southampton bailed me out to be honest with you. I had Ward Prowse and Danny Ings, so that that was a a big help. But yeah, um, feel free to enter our uh, fancy Premier League. It's not too late if you've got a team already with the official uh, Premier League website. You will join our league in your rightful position. So if you deserve to be sixteenth, you'll be sixteenth. If you deserve to be a hundredth, you'll be a hundredth. Uh, on the line for the winner is a £20 free bet and a football shirt mystery box from our friends at Get Shirty. So really exciting prize pack. Uh, it's you know getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, really excited to have as many teams in as we can. Uh, Tom normally puts the uh, league code in the podcast description, but if he is inadequate and forgets to do his job, then hit us up on social media T underscore FB podcast for Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash football betting podcast for Facebook, obviously. And email is football betting podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Um, and if you have enjoyed the show, guys, made some money from any of the tips, really appreciate it if you could help the podcast by leaving a rating or review wherever you listen to your pods.
I think that's it, Tom. Wraps it up, really. Good luck to everyone this weekend, whatever uh, whatever bets you get yourselves involved in. And, uh, yeah, like I said, send us in all of your bet slips. Yeah, please do. And we'll see you again, same time again, next week. <laughs>